Yo, what up everybody? This is Jerome Thornton representing Virtual Hustle Radio. Hashtag Chicken and Kool-Aid Podcast. Alright. Um, I am recording this podcast on the back of a coach bus. Headed home to work. Salute to everybody that rock with the channel out there. But, um... First of all, let me break down to you all why we are transitioning from Virtual Hustle Radio to the Chicken and, po- Chicken and Kool-Aid Podcast. One of the main reasons is because, well, basically, we stopped doing. I stopped doing Virtual Hustle because of a. I bought a house, trying to make boss moves. I really just didn't have time, and uh, we wanted to re- get out and establish our own footprint, our digital, our own digital footprint. Um, that didn't happen. It didn't come to fruition. So. I love podcasts, radio so much. I decided to branch out on my own and start doing the chicken and Kool-Aid podcast. Basically, what that means is is that we're going to be covering topics, serious topics. It's going to be the chicken and the bullshit topics is going to be the Kool-Aid. So anything like entertainment, you know, that's going to be Kool-Aid. Anything like fashion, style, that's going to be Kool-Aid. Um, but first, what I am going to talk about is Jeffrey Epstein and his death um, and how the media is, I would say, coveting a lot of facts um, to protect these different people who spanned it all over the world. Jeffrey Epstein was a, according to the New York Times, basically like a, a billion dollar finesser and network establisher within, you know, the powerful and the rich. And, um, He was having a whole lot of different parties and different things such as that. A lot of people was not aware of his his shortcomings, of of his dark side, until 2008 when he was basically pleaded guilty to, you know, I would say over 100, from anywhere from 50 to 100, Uh, sex charges and they actually gave him a year a Pablo Escobar sentence of like a year on um, solitary confinement at his house you know and he wasn't able to actually go anywhere if anyone know of anything about Pablo Escobar um, when first time he got caught in Colombia for murder they actually told him to be in his home for um, pretty much a year and what Pablo did was, you know, throw all these lavish um, parties with elephants and he just turned his home into a a, a zoo and she, a, a kick in the spot, really. But um, not to say that Jeffrey uh, Epstein did the same thing, but it was almost something similar to that because he was in, right, you know, the center part of Manhattan, 
downtown Manhattan where he has like this enormous um, loft. So, or maybe something like that. Maybe he was in jail. Make a long story short, um, we have seen different treatments from different people, let's just say in different socioeconomic backgrounds, who um, the media did not covet. Um, they did not, they did not protect um, and was basically left out to wash, even though um, some of these people were, I mean, you know, quote unquote, these things were happening and it was consensual. Um, it was settlements being made. It was lies being told. Um, and they were, in my opinion, struck with the double jeopardy law, which is supposed to be against the United States um, Supreme Court Justice uh, law rule. And I, I'm not exactly sure if it's in the Constitution, but I'm not a lawyer. But anyway, um, Epstein has been brushing shoulders for years with the likes of Donald Trump, our president, Bill Clinton, our former president. Um, I think even, what is it, Prince Henry or Prince Harris, whoever this um, royalty guy is in the United Kingdom. Um, these things have been going on for years. It just so happened now in 2019 um, that we have started to see the effects in, I guess, Jeffrey Epstein or Epstein made a decision to where he was going to take his own life, I guess, to not only protect his legacy, but I guess to protect other people. I'm not exactly sure what was on his mind. But, you know, the latest person who has stepped down from glory, I wouldn't say glory, right? I, their high positions is a professor from MIT. Um, he, I'm not exactly sure what this is in New York, but um, his name is Mr. Ido. And um, he had been accepting anonymous donations from Mr. Epstein um, and he was finagling different um, financing options to enhance the the education wing of not only artificial intelligence but all the cool shit everything that you see that's going on in the technology world this guy was a um, a prodigy, so to speak. But now, you know, with the thing of council culture, um, he has decided to step down. Not to say that he had anything to do with it, but he has stepped down from all of his uh, boards, so to speak. Um, and to be honest, Bill, according to, this is not me that's saying this. I'm quoting my sources. Um, Bill Gates was also one of the people that was networking with um, Jeffrey Epstein or Epstein. Now, of course, everybody is distancing themselves 
away from Mr. Epstein. I guess what my question is is that why aren't there a, why isn't there a special being done on this? Where's the FBI? Where's Gail King? Where's Oprah Winfrey? Where's TMZ? Um, where are all these networks? Where are the where are the radio um, personalities? You know, constantly combing through this. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Um, where is the Me Too movement? You know, like, these things were front and center with Bill Cosby. These things were front and center with, with R. Kelly. And if we're going to be completely transparent... I feel as though that, you know, these people should be investigated. They should be attacked um, with the same energy and conviction. I mean, right now, not to get off the subject, but we have a Supreme Court justice who was accused. I mean, basically the FBI, you know, they bagged off. They, they, they call the hounds. So in my question, before we actually move forward, I'm just putting something out there. Is there a group of people who really choose who and when to knock people off? Um, we know I'm not exactly sure if everyone knows, but I'm going to say it. Social media is the most dangerous and underestimated and toxic form of communication that we have today. And if enough time and money and resources can get behind a slogan and a cause it could take anybody down but talking about taking down we're going to leave that here or there this is just something for you all to think about um, my prayers go out to the victims from Pedophile Island. My prayers go out to the people who were um, assaulted in that Manhattan condo. To people that were in Florida. My prayers go out to them and praying for a speedy recovery. At this point in time, we're going to change gears and, and get us some Kool-Aid at this point in time. Um, Antonio Brown has been a very, very polarizing figure to the NFL, to say the least. And we have witnessed his antics, his problems in Pittsburgh, and now his issues with the coach, Mike Tomlin, Ben Roethlisberger, Juju Schrimster, Schuster, or whatever his name is, Juju, 
the wide receiver. And also his antics with social media. And how he uses these things to manipulate and to minimize his actions and he uses it as a weapon did the NFL and the Patriots make the right decision by allowing him to be picked up at 4pm or 4.20pm you know um, he he broke all the rules some would say he did it his way is that healthy for the NFL I would say no but hey that's fine here's where I have the problem at okay coming from an African American background someone who had been involved in sports pretty much all my life I have never understood why some African-American players choose to give African-American coaches a very, very hard time. But then, when you look toward him going to the Patriots, everybody is saying that Bill Belichick, who is by far one of the greatest coaches that I have ever seen, you know, outside of, I would say, Eddie Robinson at Gramlin. Bill Belichick is the creme de la creme. So I'll give him that. But when troubled African-American players have nowhere else to go, they go to Bill Belichick. And somehow, they respect him. Um, he is able to get through to them. And not to make this a race thing, but why did it take another white man to get you to behave? Like, what the hell is wrong with you, Antonio Brown? You go out of your way to completely embarrass and minimize a great relationship with an African-American man to just get closer to another and this has nothing I mean these are all facts well, you know and race is not even in the scenario because hell he did the same thing that John Gruden and Mike Mike Mayotte I mean he he I, I mean he snapped posting pictures of his of his feet um, he even consulted with a social media consultant to say hey what else should I do so but I'm just putting that out there just to, you know, if you all have any questions or if you want to respond to that, you know, Randy Moss, really and truly, he did the same thing with Dennis Green. Dennis Green could not handle Randy Moss. I guess, you know, one thing I will say about Bill Belichick is, is that, you know, he doesn't toe the line for anyone, right? The only time that we've seen him toe the line, and it was for Brady, it was for Tom Brady. Um, but, you know, Michael Kraft had to step in and say, hey, look, 
Tom Brady's our bread and butter. It's either you or Tom. And that's what he kind of like let up. But I guess, I mean, myself personally, how I'm looking at this is, is that like, like who is in Antonio Brown's corner? Like, what's his inner circle like? He doesn't have like any OG or one of his best friends to say, hey, bro, like right now you lost 15 million in 30 minutes. You doing too much. Like, what's up with you? And somehow, it seems to me that he is looking for something to be a disciplinarian in his life. He can't accept the word no, but he'll do everything that he can in his power for you to put your feet down and say, hey, don't do it again. He's acting like an undisciplined child. But one thing about the NFL that you will always see is that they will take talent over behavior. That's why it's not good for the league. At this point in time, I wasn't going to do a three-segment show today. But I think that I am. Jay-Z, since we're on the NFL, perfect segue. Jay-Z and the Rock Nation family has been up under fire for the for the last, I would say, two and a half, maybe no week and a half. Um, because of their quote unquote inspire for change deal that happened with the NFL and a lot of people Eric Reed, Colin Kaepernick um, Jason Whitlock I mean everybody's been coming at Jay-Z's neck about like what are you doing did he make the right move is he really the man for the people does Rock Nation really have the African Americans community at their best interest and I'm looking at these people like you gotta be kidding me and to the common everyday person they have probably never studied you know W.E.B. Du Bois they probably never studied um Booker T. Washington, you know, are real, these two people that I just named are real prodigies um, as far as the African-American experience is concerned. Booker T. Washington, um, the Atlanta Compromise, W.E.B. Du Bois, the soul of black folks, you know. But one thing that we must understand is this. Jay-Z is not built to lead our community. We can't hold him entirely accountable 
for making a mistake. And here's the reason why. Because Jay-Z is an entertainer. At the end of the day, he makes music. He's a billionaire that is trying to do good by us. And if he got something wrong here, so what? He made a mistake. But I bet if you talk to Trayvon Martin's family, I bet if you talk to Philando Castile and everybody else who he has personally, him and his lovely wife, has personally came out of their pocket to pay lawyer fees, to create trust funds. I bet if you talk to those people, they're going to be looking at you and say, hey, let's back up for a moment. What have you done? What decisions are you making? Um, he's going to be selling gear or attire or clothes. And the proceeds from those clothes are going to be going toward, you know, the, I guess, the combativeness of police brutality. And that's fine. But let's think about that for a moment. And I want everybody out there to listen. How in the hell can the NFL stop racist cops from killing black people? For no reason. The NFL is not some sort of law authority. They don't have any power within the United States. So for the people who are really, really saying <laughs> this Jay-Z did he do something wrong? You gotta be out of your damn mind to even come up with that idea. Jay-Z is trying to make money, right? To put forth in other organizations to do this. The NFL never and I repeat, never will have the power to use or to combat police brutality. This was a platform, a social platform move. And any good marketer would understand that this was this was an overplay for the this was an underplay for the underlay. However that shit go. Right? Do you really think Jay-Z and his Rock Nation team was really saying, yeah, we're going to stop police brutality? No, idiot. They were using this to raise money. And also, right, also create opportunities for Rock Nation artists. Because now they're actually going to be, you know, we're not going to have to worry about the bullshit Super Bowl um, or halftime shows anymore. Rock Nation's got it. <laughs> so this was just something else. Um, I always try to, I always try to make sure that I turn things on the other side, because of course we everybody drives off of emotion, and if we don't take a look back 
and think about exactly what happens on the other side. Because a lot of people were saying that Colin Kaepernick, Jay-Z, was sold out. He sold out Colin Kaepernick. But if anybody understands and remembers, Colin Kaepernick got paid twice. He got paid by Nike and he got he won the settlement. So when Jay-Z is talking about let's move on, Colin Kaepernick is taken care of. Ed Reed, you want a settlement. You want a grievance. What are you all talking about? And the last time that I checked, I haven't seen Colin Kaepernick or Ed Reed say or voice any opinions on the front line of police brutality. Where they're donating their money to. We don't know. We could definitely check Jay-Z's receipts though. So that's why I'm saying everybody needs to take a break. The Black Lives Matters movement. Where are these people at now? Everybody relax. Everybody. But speaking about relaxing though. If you ever want to be a guest. Donate. Become a sponsor to the virtual hustle. Hashtag chicken and Kool-Aid podcast. Man, hit me up. You can email me at virtualhustle77 at gmail.com or give me a call at 224-806-0438. Man, follow us on um on Instagram at Virtual Hustle on Facebook at Thornton Media and on Twitter at Rome Empire but until the next time man everybody out there be cool peace and blessings to everybody hey let's say hello to your mom and dad we respect our parents on this channel holla at y'all